Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Van. And good day, everyone. This is your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy podcast. And glad that you could be with us today. And what an exciting day it is because of our guest. She is really phenomenal. She's doing some great things in the area of writing books. She has her own book coming out. She's a coach. She does it all. Let's face it. She's she's awesome. And her name is Mitali Deprakeska. And she is here with us today. Mitali, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. And thank you for saying my name. I very love <laughs> sometimes unpronounceable by some people's surname, but you did very well there. That was very good. Why, thank you very much. And we're honored to have you, of course, primarily. She's from the beautiful country of India. She currently resides in the UK in the United Kingdom. She's doing some great work as a book coach. She's written several books that have gone on to gross millions of dollars. And we know that you want to have that too. And she also has her new book coming out, uh, which we're going to discuss as we go along in this interview. And today's interview is really all about what our mantra is, that wealth is more than just money. And we know that Mitali is living her passion and her purpose, and we want to learn and discover more about her today. So get ready, put those seatbelts on. We're about to take off. So Mitali, welcome to Wealth Academy Podcast. It's an honor to, of course, interview you and introduce you to my listening audience that's in about 33 countries around, around the world. And you're known as the authority creator, and you're leading a copywriting and ghostwriting uh, business. When did you know this was going to be your passion? And if you could please share that with our listeners, please. Yeah, of course. Okay, so passion when it comes to writing comes from a very early age, I would say as soon as I was able to write. Um, I don't have this memory. This is a story that my mother told me. She said that the very first day at school um, in the UK, it's you usually start going to school uh, part-time from the age of four, and then you go in full-time around about the age of five or six. Right. So the very, very first day of school or nursery, as we have, I think it's similar to what you guys would call kindergarten, but we call it. Correct. Kindergarten. Yes. And um, she, I was a very sociable child. I wasn't very clingy at all. Didn't want to cling to my mother. So I ran off very excited. There's all these <laughs> little human beings everywhere that I can speak to. Exactly. But I'm the first, I'm the first of four children. So okay. My parents spoke their mother tongue, Bengali, at sure. home. Uh -huh. So I grew up to the age of four speaking Bengali with no concept that I was in a country where the main <laughs> language is not Bengali. Correct. So off I went into the nursery, into these crowds of young boys and girls speaking Bengali to all of them. I and that was exciting for, for you and for them. Well, I, I wouldn't say exciting would be the word, Paul. They kind of looked at me as if I was just an alien. They're like, "Where? Who, what is she talking about? So, and I sensed that. And for the first time, I felt, oh, shunned. I felt like, oh, my God, they don't understand me. And my, I don't recall this because I'm only four years old. But my mother says from that day onwards, whenever she went to pick me up at the nursery, I'd be in the little library section reading as many books as possible wow. because I think I realized that the only way I'm going to converse with these children Jeez. is if I picked up this strange language called English that I didn't speak at home uh -huh. and it was that understanding that there was this whole other language 
Um, and that's where my love of books came. And from that, I started to write. Mm. And I was writing poems and stories and, and it just carried on from there. So yeah, from the age of four or five, I was reading and I wanted to, and I learned to write and I wanted to keep writing. Well, I tell you, that's just a phenomenal uh, backstory in that uh, you were thinking, okay, they speak my language, at least as a four-year-old. And they were thinking, oh, she speaks our language. <laughs> and so there were learning taking place on both sides. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even though the, the English part, they didn't know it, but uh, you were bringing them into being bilingual. Yes. And it yeah. all came down to whether or not they were going to accept that or not. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then that passion for reading books, especially at that young age, is really great because it really meant that you had a lot of imagination. And of course, books can take us all over the world without even leaving where we locate it. And so I think that that's a really great uh, metaphor, of course, going forward and in, in writing books for others in, in addition to writing your own. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I know your mom, she probably had a little fun laughing at that, like, oh no, they don't speak your English. Yeah, yeah, she, I think she found it funny because I was yeah. just so animated and speaking Bengali to all these kids and she's sure. just going, they don't understand a word you're saying, my darling. Uh -huh. So, I mean, my my brothers, my brother and sisters didn't have that problem because with me being sure. the eldest, uh, I was right. speaking English and so they grew up bilingual, right. but I didn't, I didn't speak a word of English till I was four years old. Okay, fantastic. Well, you, you do it great either language you're in, so you're all good. <laughs> <laughs> now, when it comes to the greatest struggles, and I primarily like this question for my listeners because likelihood is that they've experienced a, a great challenge in their life. Now, if you could provide one, either personal or professional, what was it for you and how were you able to overcome it? So we can help our listeners to also learn if, yeah. in case they've had a similar situation, how to overcome it. Well, my biggest struggle was actually both professional and personal. They kind okay. of both size intermingled really. Sure. So um, what happened was, my parents really wanted me to study medicine. I know it's it's a typical stereotype. Uh -huh. Reasonably bright Indian woman has to become a doctor, obviously. Correct. The stereotype exists because a lot of people fall into that stereotype. Sure. And my parents really did want me to be a doctor. And I wanted to be the obedient daughter that made them happy. Sure. So I going through school, despite the fact that I loved writing, sure. I I put that into the hobby box. That was the box of something I do for fun, but I would study subjects that would set me up for studying medicine at university. Cause ultimately, sure. you know, um, I, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. Sure. I didn't realize at the time that by trying to live this life that wasn't authentically me, Sure. would have such an impact on me. So I went off to university to a place called Manchester in the UK yes. to study medicine. Um, and what started off in the beginning is just going to a few parties and just having fun. And sure. it's, you know, you're learning oh, yeah. to be an adult and living yeah. somewhere. Having fun. Exactly. Yeah. But I took it too far. And within a few months, I was addicted to amphetamines and ecstasy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I ended up losing my place in the university. Mm -hmm. I ended up losing my accommodation and I was homeless for a year. Sure. Even though I had a family to go back home to, I right. was so ashamed that I didn't want to tell them what had happened. Right. So I lived in and out of homeless shelters for about a year, mm -hmm. um, which was a, a, a crazy experience when you're only 18, 19 years old. Sure. Um, but see, the beauty of it is, is that it was uh, 
perhaps if that had not happened, you would not be where you are today. That's the way I look at it. I think it's something that perhaps was meant to be. I mean, I've been way on the far side of the moon myself. (laughs) So I can understand and I appreciate it. And even more than that, I respect that. And it it also, it's going to help a lot of people who are listening as well. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer that if if you if you're using substances, sure, to feel good, to get some kind of high or some kind of escape, it yeah. means you're not living your authentic self. It, right. There's something because if you're living your authentic self, and I only mm-hmm. discovered this, I got myself clean. I had a great team of coaches exactly. and counselors who helped me get clean. I got mm. back, accepted back to university, and I ended mm. up finishing my degree and then doing a master's as well and then I became a freelance journalist oh. and the high that I got from sure. seeing my articles in print yes. beat any chemical high that I've ever had and that's when I realized why I went down that dangerous route I wasn't exactly. being my authentic self sure and I was replacing that with chemical highs. Whereas yeah. if you live your authentic self, you get this natural high. You don't need any drugs. Exactly. You, don't, you don't need that stuff. You Absolutely. Really yeah. Well, the beauty of it is, again, is the fact that uh, you went on that journey and you stated, hey, I have people who are trying to help me, coaches, other people in my life. And so you're finding out some really great things that there is a support system out there. And so really, when we look at it, it's not the hero's journey, but the shero's journey for you. And that will help a lot of women, some who even may be going through that experience today. So I want to applaud you. And, you know, I was former military. I want to salute you and say, job well done. Thank you. (laughs) Fantastic. And again, without that journey, uh, you may not have been uh, doing what you're doing now, but you were able to see uh, what, what you were experiencing and you've moved on. And so we respect you for that, for sure. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So we're going to go to the other side here now. We're going to delve into your greatest success. And how, did, how does it continue to help you to live your best life possible today as a result of this, as you uh, touch base with your target market? The greatest success is really, I would say, just in the last couple of years, um, realizing because writing is a very, writing is a big, it's it's huge in scope. I mean, oh, yeah. you say you're a writer. Well, what does that mean? Are you writing blog posts, sales pages? Are you writing hmm. books? Are you writing leaflets? It's very diverse. Are you writing jokes? You could write jokes for yeah, a comedy. Yeah. There's so many things that it, it encompasses. And I have done all forms of writing over the uh-huh. years. Um, but in the last couple of years, I've realized that what I really want to do is empower coaches and consultants and mentors because they've paid, they've played a real pivotal part in my life. Sure. Going back to the story I told you before, yeah. I don't think I would have been able to get clean on my own from drugs if it weren't for sure. the coaches and counselors and mentors that helped me. Since then, I've had several business mentors and coaches. I had a fitness consultant. Sure. I've, I've based, I've been, I genuinely believe that I'm going to be coached till the day I die, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's, think it's a lifelong journey that I'm on. I don't think it will ever end until my life ends. Sure. So and that, and that's, want- that's for all of us as well. Yeah, that yes. we can find someone, they have uh, more expertise in a certain area that we don't have it in. 
And we say, we, we know our strengths, but sometimes we have a weakness and we have to hire someone to help us to strengthen ourselves through our weakness, bring us through yeah. that weakness. Yes. And you, should, you should never think that you have to do it all because no one Correct. does it all. No Even one. all the, the, the people that you look up to, they don't do it all. They have sure. a team of people around exactly. them. Exactly. Absolutely. You know? Professional so, athletes, executives, everybody. everyone. Absolutely. Everybody, yeah. It's yeah. not a weakness to say, mm -hmm. hey, I need a little bit of help here. Definitely not a weakness, I say. So um, in the last, I would say just in the last 18 months, I realized that I would love to do something that would really help empower coaches, consultants, teachers, mm -hmm. mentors. And the thing that I realized that makes the biggest difference in someone's mm -hmm. business is a book. Yes. You know, everybody, if you think about it, all coaches, consultants, speakers, they all have websites, they all have business cards, they Absolutely. all have sales pages. And it's now just, you have to have it. It's not, it's not even a differentiation point now. Right. Yeah, no However, option. how you many of these people are authors and you're an author, Paul. So oh, you, yeah. You know where, where I'm I coming know. from. Absolutely. You are treated on a, you are seen, you're perceived on a different level when you are a, a professionally published author. For sure. So, I would say my biggest success is in the last couple of years, deciding that I would like to now specifically focus on helping people write books, helping coaches, consultants, speakers yes. write books that will establish them as an authority in their field, yes. not just yet another coach or yet another consultant. Absolutely. Or, it um, helps them to stand out in, the, in that crowded field in their, their particular uh, discipline. Yes. Whether it's uh, business, whether it's um, people out there coaching, technology, whatever, a, a business book would make a tremendous difference. And as you stated, put them in that expert category, for sure. Does, You've does. done that. It'll do, it'll do a much better job than any business card will ever do for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for that. So Matali, after writing business books for several clients, and you've made them just a ton of money. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what, what, are, what are your emotions like as you birth your first book, The Freedom Master Plan? Please share a bit about how you, your concept for this book evolved. Oh, wow. Well, that, that's, that's almost like a two-part question, isn't it? It is. Uh, it, is. Like it is. Okay, so let me answer, <laughs> let me answer the first one. So how do yeah. I feel about it? Yeah. All I can say is, wow, it is, you, you've been through this experience before. Absolutely. So you have to remember, I haven't. I've been a ghostwriter. Yes. So I naively thought being a ghostwriter can't be that much difference to being sure. an author. Uh -huh. How wrong was I? <laughs> As a ghostwriter, you're writing something and you're handing it over to somebody else to deal with. Sure. For the first time, I'm now experiencing all these emotions of having a book with my name and my face on it. That is yeah exciting and terrifying in equal measures and <laughs> um, the best way I can explain is I have a wonderful friend who lives down in London and she is a backup singer and yeah. she has sang for many uh, world uh, famous artists and I've always asked her said why have you never decided to be a lead yeah, singer you're good enough. Yeah. You're, you've got an amazing voice and sure. she said Mitali there's less than two meters from where I stand and where the lead singer stands in a recording studio. Sure. And yet emotionally, it might as well be a chasm because right. no one looks at me unless I sing a, a wrong note. That's the only time I get looked at. Exactly. Otherwise, all eyes are always on the lead singer. Sure. It's the kind of scrutiny I would rather do without in my life. Ah, so she recognized now something. Now I understand what she means. I'm going from ghostwriter to author yeah. And it's like now I get the difference how there is 
a whole world of difference from being a ghostwriter to being an author. It is terrifying because I'm finally going to have a book out with my and, name. And my you're center stage. Yeah, I'm not used to that. I'm, used to one bit in, I'm in the background. Exactly. You know, somebody else takes all the glory. So yeah, uh -huh. so, yeah. So yeah. Um, to answer your second question on how the Freedom Master Plan came about, yeah, that came about because I, as I was researching, you know, what a book can do for people, sure. I was also I started to interview my target market, so coaches, consultants, speakers who haven't written a book yet. Sure. And I realized there were so many misconceptions about yes. books. Yes. Mm -hmm. So one of the key things I say in my book, The Freedom Master Plan, is the book is not the business. And there's this belief that, you know, you know, to be a business author, you should go to, you know, you should sell a ton of books. And then sure. people go, how am I going to sell a ton of books? Right. And I'm always, you know, for my, for my clients that I ghostwritten a book for, I've generated in total for if you add up all of what I've generated for them, it's over five million. Exactly. Yes, that's what. However, I... that's not in book sales. Sure. If I added up in book sales, they've probably between them made less than ten thousand dollars. Correct. The business, the money they made is in they leverage their book. Correct. Because now they're seen as an authority. They're asked to speak on stages. A couple sure. of them get asked to speak on national TV. Right. So because of the authority that they've now gained, they can mm -hmm. now charge more for their services. Correct. They've also now created tie-ups with different brands. Right. I've got one lady that I wrote a book for who's a financial planner, and she now has a tie-in with, with a very well-known sure. accountancy software firm who oh. use her as a spokesperson. Very she nice. She gets paid somewhere in the region of around about $200,000 just to, sure. a year just to be a spokesperson. She doesn't yes. really do much for them. She just turns up four to five times a year for their events, sure. speaks, and then that's it. And she gets paid a quarter of a million yes. just yes. for being their spokesperson. It's the money that your book attracts. attracts. Yes. So that's that what your book sales. You're not sure. making money from the book. Exactly. So that's from the sponsorship, from the um, coaching, yes. training, Everything. yeah, personal Everything appearances. With it. The business, yes. what the book does is it ignites your existing business yes. and just takes it to another level. Mm -hmm. So my book, The Freedom Master Plan, is all about that. And what I've done is I've interviewed my seven ghostwriting clients oh, that I wrote a book for. And I said, uh -huh. and I asked them, what did you do with the book? Tell me the book I gave you. What did you go and do with it? And I've literally listed every single tip, tactic, sure. strategy they used, which means if anyone reads the Freedom Master Plan, you can sure. now get an idea. If you're already an author, sure. you now know what to do with your book to leverage it. Absolutely. And if you're not an author, you can mm -hmm. visualize what a book will do for your it, business. It'll give them an advantage going forward. Yeah. If they haven't yeah. written one. Absolutely. 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 And if the people who have written one, then they can always restructure, apply those concepts and still come out ahead. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. That's wonderful. Well, I must admit when I wrote my first book um, and the books actually arrived physically to me and I opened up the box and I had tears going down my face. I thought I'm about that, Paul. I'm going to cry yeah. now. <laughs> and, and I think the reason why is because I wrote my book in about a month because I was wow. out on the speaking tour and people kept asking, where's your book? Where's your books? I wrote two books actually in about a month. I had one of them published and uh, my whole life changed. 
my whole life changed. Your, your whole yes, life. I, I'm sure changed. your your life just went to the next level. It went it to the next went level. To the next level. It does. Exactly. Exactly. So that that's fantastic. But I'm looking forward to it. And uh, what is the, a ballpark a time frame when your book is going to be published? It's going to be published on Friday the 12th. Yes. So Friday the 12th of March. March, got it. Um, yes, so it's going to be available both on Kindle and paperback oh, on great. Amazon. Because I know some people prefer the electronic version, but sure. there are people who prefer having what I call a real book. book so, exactly, yeah, the physical exactly. book, yes. get it autographed, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. I, well, again, going back to the leverage and authority, sure. it's all fine and well having a Kindle book because that's great for people who just want to download. But if you're going to a speaking event and you want to give out your book, it's far more powerful having sure. real books. Yeah, and sometimes just sometimes... Yeah, and sometimes it's giving the book away. A lot of yeah. times that would generate more sales than than uh, actually selling the book at times because I've done that. You know what most of my clients do? Most of my mm -hmm. clients, well, if they're dealing with a targeted audience, sure, they actually choose to give their books out. It's only with a slightly untargeted audience what sure. they might then do is do an offer. So uh -huh. you know, you for this small time frame, you can go and get the Kindle for ninety nine cents. You can get the paperback for six dollars or something like that. Exactly. So if yeah. it's a targeted audience who they know these are my dream clients. Too. Yeah, they're willing to take the hit and they give their books out. Absolutely. They make yes. more money back, far they more. Make money a lot back. more. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you for that. And for all of my uh, listeners in the Wealth Academy podcast community, uh, get ready. Mark this down March 12th. And it's time for us to buy books, lots of books from, from Italy. Okay. Kendall? <laughs> what I'd love to do, Paul, is I'd love to invite your sure. listeners to my book launch party. Oh, great, great. And I, Absolutely. I hope you'll be coming. I've already I'll be there. I would love to see your face there. Yes, yes so there. I'm having a Zoom book launch party. Well, because obviously okay. we're in the middle of a pandemic, so everything's sure. got to be done on Zoom. Absolutely. Um, but yes, it'll be one. There'll be readings from the book okay. uh, from me. There'll be a QA session as well. Yes. So any questions people have about the book. Sure. And there's um, gonna be some I entertainment, I understand. Sorry, say that again. There'll be some entertainment. There will there be. be. A I've, got, singer I've, got there? Some, I've got some very talented friends, Paul. Oh. I'm the untalented one in my group of friends. Oh, no. So <laughs> I have a wonderful soul and jazz singer, Janine okay. Johnson. Okay. And I also have a wonderful uh, magician, Mr. Tom Wright. Who okay, will be there great. Performing. So, yeah, your listeners can come and enjoy an hour uh, with me. Sure. Um, and my friends okay. um, bring your favorite drink with you exactly and, yeah have a have a nice hour with us sure you know? that'd be great i'll make sure i get the uh, link also in the show notes from this yeah. episode and when i promote it i'll also ensure that i put that in there so we can all show up for you thank you yes fantastic so let's talk a little bit more and hone in a little bit more, Mitali, uh, as it pertains to something that I researched about you. And it's this writing is definitely your first love and it truly represents your purpose and passion. How have coaches inspired you as a writer over the years? In other words, uh, you have um, some coaches who are out there and uh, they provided that inspiration for you over the years. And how does that um, position you to be your best writer, and in particular to your first? I think I've been inspired. Well, as I've already said, I, I sure. went down a very dark road um, in my late teens where I became mm -hmm. addicted to drugs. 
And I, I genuinely, I'm not being dramatic here. I owe my life to coaches and and mentors, you know, and as I've already said, I'm, I'm still coached now in various aspects Uh of my life. And that's important for all of us. Absolutely. Speakers as well. I mean, I've seen some phenomenal speakers where I've literally walked into the room, you know, feeling like, Oh God, what's what's the point of life you know something bad happened either in my life or my business and we all have those days and just seeing a wonderful motivational speaker you know and I've just been lifted and thought yes you know this is what life should be all about I don't think these people some of them don't realize how amazing they are they they actually they create what I call real transformation in people we live in a world where we're sold so many things that is packaged up to us and sold to us as transformation, but it really isn't, especially as a woman. So, you know, all I have to do is turn on the TV and apparently if I buy that perfume, I'm going to have all these men are just going to drop at my feet, apparently. Or if I just buy that lipstick or I wear that dress. Uh And it's ridiculous. They're not providing real transformation. That's very true. At at the most, they're they're providing just a a superficial. Yeah, superficial and a transitory you know, sure. transformation, not, not real. Whereas coaches, consultants, speakers, mentors, sure. these people have the power to create real transformation in people. Without a doubt. So they've always inspired me. And then whenever I've written any, sorry, when mm-hmm. I've read books from coaches, consultants, sure. speakers, they tend to be the best books, the most inspirational books. So mm-hmm. they've always always been a big inspiration to me and that's why i want to help as many of them as possible now absolutely don't have books out to help them get Mm -hmm. their voice out there so they can you know be more prosperous than they are at the moment sure and there are a lot of coaches out there uh, speakers as well that don't have a book which is really kind of hard to believe because especially i'm like you're but you you're you're a perfect example you're a speaker And you didn't have a book. And I always think, but why? Why wouldn't you have a book? Absolutely. That's the way I feel as well. Once I, I wrote my first one, then it was much easier to write the second one and the third one. Then I co-authored about three more. And yeah. my goal was 10 books. That's my goal. So I have about four to go. But uh, I would definitely, and, and you're still going to be writing books for people as well in the future. I plan to, I can't at the moment because, sure. you know, my new program, I've got, exactly. I've got roughly five students a month coming into right. my program. Uh-huh. Um, so if you think about it, at the end of the year, my goal is to have uh, published, um, well, transformed, I, I'm called the authority creator. Exactly. I want to create 60 authorities by the end oh. of the year. So I want 60 coaches, consultants, or speakers to become published authors by the end of the year. So that's keeping me busy at the moment. So I can't ghostwrite at the moment. But yeah, in the future, I would like to be able to ghostwrite again. I also want to create, you know, you're an inspiration as well, Paul. You know, Mm -hmm. you've written three books. You've co-authored another three. You've got four more to go. I've just written one book because my seven Mm -hmm. previous books are are as a ghostwriter. So I definitely have a second and third book in me as well. So. Definitely. Big definitely. plans for the next 10 years. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you have a great goals, great goals that you have bringing on those coaches and everything. So yeah. thank you. So Matala, you provide a remarkable 90 day program titled Let's Tell Your Storybook Mentoring and Publishing Program. So let's talk about this just a little bit. Okay. So mm-hmm. the program is, I was, when I was researching last year on sure. how I help these people, 
first thing I realized was books are make the biggest difference. More mm -hmm. so than sales pages, emails, leaflets, business cards, all the other types of content that we deal with. Sure. So I knew I wanted to focus on books. The second issue I found is some coaches and consultants and speakers actually went down the road of starting to write a book. Right. And then they usually get derailed. Sometimes they just started by themselves and they don't have someone to help them and guide them. Right. Other people did actually seek the services of a book coach or a book mentor. But True. then what happened is the book coach or mentor did what, you know, they did what was expected of them, which is they coached a exactly. book out of the person, but Absolutely. then left the person to deal with the you know the actual the publishing aspect that is publishing yeah. and that is a big jungle that's you know, a big jungle sure you have yeah. the right editor you'll know this sure. making sure you get a good graphic designer interior a good design interior, yeah interior. cover design yeah it's a jungle out there mm -hmm. and what would happen is some people would stall there because they'll just get bewildered with all of the, the things that they need to arrange sure. other people sadly will be conned yes there's lots absolutely. of all you have to do is go on to fiverr or someone like that and sure. there's there's editors and designers. Who knows if there any of them are any good? I'm sure there's Very some true. that are fantastic. Sure. There'll be some that are terrible. Absolutely. So I decided I wanted to create a full all-in program mm -hmm. where someone comes in on day one, zero writing experience. I coach mm -hmm. them through how to plan and write their book. Yes. And I then offer a full done-for-you service where we take their manuscript, sure. we edit it and design it to mm -hmm. um, and publish it to professional standards so oh, by great. day 90 there are mm -hmm. fully published book on kindle as well as paperback yes so and that would give them that opportunity to market during that 90 day period of time yeah which is yeah. which is really what what the whole issue is is about once we get it published then we have to sell it that's what a lot of people forget yeah you yeah. have the book okay now you're going to have to take some action that action step Yes. But the wonderful thing is that's what my book, The Freedom that's, Master Plan, addresses. Exactly. So, you know, that I, I, that's, I think that's key. I, I refuse sure. to have students in my program who don't understand that the book is not the business. You know, exactly. if I've got somebody who's a budding J.K. Rowling, I say, mm -hmm. okay, wonderful. But you're awesome, not. Awesome, yeah, awesome story awesome there. For you, but <laughs> you're not, you can't be my student. Because exactly. what you're planning on doing is you're trying to make your millions from sure. book sales. I'm right. not saying that can't be done. Sure. But I'm but, saying that is a very different kind of business. What I'm talking sure. about is you're not making money from the book. Right. It's all about how you leverage the book for authority. Exactly. Wonderful. I tell you that that is really something else because I still see a lot of people, uh, even when I interviewed, I interviewed a lady about a week ago and it took her seven years to actually write her book and publish it. And I had to get, I had to applaud that because a lot of people wouldn't hang in there that long. <laughs> Seven I'm years. She did it. I'm amazed. I mean, yeah. that, that actually hats yeah. off to her that she did it. Yeah. I speak to a lot of people who've been writing a book for several years. And the reason why they don't end up doing it, Paul, is because they then reread what they've written, which right. is several years ago. And now yeah. they realize they're not that person anymore. Correct. And Absolutely. this is why you should it has never a personality with that exactly. with that particular book. Exactly. Yeah. And this is why you should never take more than a few months to write a book Correct. because you as a human being, you're not static. You are evolving every single day. Every day. And if you take mm -hmm. years to write a book, sure. you're just wasting time because when you reread what you wrote three years yeah. ago, you'll go, oh, I don't want that in the book now because that's not who I am. So exactly. you just wasted all that time. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So we have a road to success for writing a book and it's going to come through the 90 day program. 
that Vitaly is offering, and it's titled the program, uh, Let's Tell Your Storybook Mentoring and Publishing Program. So there's something you want to take note of. And of course, I'll have this information out to everyone as I'm promoting uh, your particular episode, Vitaly. So Vitaly, we've come to that crossroads and it's called our time is coming to a close. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you would like to share uh, with listeners? And of course, uh, you can, again, talk about your book launch, uh, your website, and that type of thing so that people can learn yeah. more about you. Um, well, yeah. So as you know, my book is going to be out on the 12th of February. So excited and nervous and equal measures. I've already explained it's very interesting being an author instead of being a ghostwriter. Exactly. Um, so anybody wants to come to my book launch, learn yes. more about the book, just it's uh -huh. um, you'll put the link. It's free tickets to um, yeah. uh, to get onto my Zoom. Sure. And that um, date, that date for that is again. Friday, 12th of March. March and it's going okay. to be at 7 p.m. GMT, okay. which I believe is uh, 2, 2 p.m. PST right. uh -huh. and 11 a.m. PST, I think. Yes, that's correct. Uh-huh. That's correct. So yeah, um, and also I would say if anybody's interested in writing a business book, yes. if they go to my website, thefreedommasterplan.com, yes. they can download a free guide on the five steps to writing and publishing their own business book. Okay. So All that right. would give them a really good overall structure that they need to work sure. on. Oh, fantastic. Well, I tell you, you're doing some amazing things. And again, to help the uh, business people that you've helped before with the seven books and now with yours. So I look at it as this is your eighth book. It is. <laughs> even, it's even, my eighth yeah, book. Even though, yeah, but even yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. And one thing I want to say, Paul, is what's really giving me the the biggest natural high at the sure. moment is uh -huh. with my students going through my program i realized that by march yes. i'm going to have nine published authors yeah. so in in five years i created seven published authors by ghostwriting a book wow. but in just three months what? i'm going to beat that by teaching people how to do it themselves Yes, so that's awesome. That me the, the biggest high in that I've been able to transform eight people's lives in three months where it took me five years. Yes. From seven. Seven. Yes. yes. That is outstanding. Congratulations. Thank that is you. That's really amazing. And I'm just so happy for you. And I know that your book is going to be awesome. Of course, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get others also to come on and, and purchase as well. So, Matali, thank you so much for being our honored guest today and uh, doing what you're doing as a book coach. And now you're going to have your uh, program, 90-day program coming out. And, of course, we're going to join you on March the 12th. And uh, we're going to be there with you celebrating this. And this is, uh, I consider, when I write a book, that I'm birthing this book. You know, oh, gosh, it, it, it's, 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 I don't have children, and I feel like yeah, I've got a kid now. Yeah, that's, that's the way it is. Yeah, that's the way I felt. That's probably why I was crying the day my book arrived. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed interviewing you, and I want to bring you back a little bit later. I'm going to have a live stream taking place, okay. and I want to have you on that, and we can maybe look at that uh, just after uh, your book launches. I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love looking that. Thank at mid-March, mid uh, late-March time frame. Yes. I'd love that. All right. Fantastic. So thank you so much. And to all the uh, Wealth Academy podcast listeners out there, everyone in the community, uh, we're definitely going to support Matali. 
And we thank you all for listening and also go out on Apple podcasts and rate this particular episode. Give us a five-star rating out here and a great review as well. We really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to you on the next episode. And at this time, my time is up and I thank you for yours. And I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Matali, have a great day and a great weekend and continue excellence in all that you do. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes. 